0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not are so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to the green White our Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night
1: Hi, right, it's episode 16, season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name is Jav. Um, this week we've gone all Brazilian and I'm not talking about grooming. Um, joining me this <laughs> week, Greg Taylor from Salvador. Botage to the Mundo. And making his debut, Terry Witty from Villa Vela.
2: Villa Vela, exactly. Spirit of in Brazil as well. Good afternoon, guys.
1: Afternoon. Right, um, before we talk, Manu. Um, as it's customary with any new guest on the show, Terry, how did you get bitten by this Spurs bug?
2: Well, I've actually got a bit of a mixture of uh, football supporting and family. Um, my mum's a Millwall fan, uh, born in Millwall. My, my dad, I'm actually um, adopted by my stepdad. My real dad is a Chelsea fan, which is why my hatred for Chelsea comes about. And my stepdad is a West Ham fan. So no one's perfect. And I started sporting Spurs because I, I was only about five or six at a time. And I saw him on TV and I thought it was England playing because of the white shirt. So I said, I'm sporting England. And just the love of Spurs came from from my England love as well.
1: <laughs> and, and how long have you been following Spurs, roughly?
2: Since the, the Hoddle era. Hoddle, I Villa. Since 1983, 82, 83 time.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about um, some of the things that you've been working on, um, and and yeah, uh, we'll see that a little bit later later, later in the pod. Um, but uh, let's let's begin with the United game. Um, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? If I start with you, Greg.
3: Okay, um, not a game I particularly enjoyed, but uh, well, I, I thought Harry. Harry was a bit quiet, you know. He, he, he seemed a bit off. I don't. I'm not quite sure why. Um, Deli Ali, it, it seemed like if he was a dancer, he'd have two left feet. I, he didn't seem to be able to. Anything he tried wasn't coming off. I think he was really having one of those days. Um, I mean, I, I was I was surprised that he stayed on, that um, Ericsson was taken off. But the thing is, with Deli Ali, he's somebody who can always always has something to pull something out of the bag and change the game, can't he? One thing that does confer, concern me, um, all this flapping around at the back, um, it worries me when, when because we're, we're supposed to be a high-pressing team. Mm. And it seems like some, some games, half the game, we're flipping it around from side to side of the, of the 18-yard area. you know, And it, it worries me. I mean, Loris is not an outfield player. They need to remember this. Um, but so I, 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 mean, I think United had us in the first half I mean that was a good goal of theirs can't deny that um, but I think we matched them in the second half I think we were worth a draw
1: really Okay. Um, I'll come back to that particular point around playing out of the back because that's a bit of a bugbear for me um, and I know we've got a question around that so I'll come back to that a bit later um, Terry what are your thoughts on the game?
2: Well, much same as Greg, really. I mean, we we, it wasn't a game that will stick in my memory for a long time. Um, Harry Kane, like you said, was very, very subdued in the game, and obviously the goal was his fault. He was the he he gave the pass away. Um, on a positive note, on a positive note, um, other than our possession, that's not creating goals at all. Uh, we had, we had a lot of possession. Yes, six percent. We have 14 shots, only four on target which is poor, really, if you think about it. Um, but the back four, we, we got Toby back, and I was just very, very pleased to see him back. Um, Danny Rose is just um, on fire. The guy was in everything yesterday. And Kyle Walker, Kyle Walker was, was great, but he wasn't at his normal best. Um, but it was fantastic to see Sissoko come on to the, come on and try and change the game. He, he, he played really, really well for me.
1: Um,
2: was- Ericsson sorry
1: was, was Rose our best player
2: I would probably say he was our best player I would um, if Sissoko played the whole game at the same um, velocity that he played the second half I would say that Sissoko could have been a uh, man of the match but mm. Rose who was man of the match
1: okay um, so we've had a few questions around the game Emma Donovan um, why can't we shoot how is he a ref um, how drunk was Potch when he decided to leave Ericsson off, and when he decided to take Ericsson off and leave Delhi on? Greg, you, you, you touched on that one earlier, so um, it was a strange one because pretty much everybody in the ground was was being quite critical of of, of Deli. Um, now, I I don't like I don't like um, flagging off players and, and booing and not but not booing. So there wasn't any. I can't say there was any booing, but I, I don't like sort of groaning and. And being critical at every misplaced pass, but he did, he didn't have a good, good, good game. Now Delhi's one of those players where he's got a lot of tricks in his book, and and he'll try them off, and, and tr- 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 he'll, he'll try them, and sometimes they'll, they'll they'll come off, and sometimes they won't. That's just the nature. You can't expect them to come off every single time. Yeah. Yesterday, nothing was happening for him. He just looks poor. So we were all a bit bemused, certainly in the in the ground, and. and certainly speaking to people that watch the game at home as to why that decision was taken. I can only assume that, that as you said earlier, Delhi's one of those sort of players that can get you a goal out of nothing. But I could be you could make that case make the same case for Ericsson. I don't know. Really yeah. weird one there. I think more so Delhi. I mean Eric said if he
3: if he's got a free kick or something and if he's if he, <coughs> he takes a sweet free kick, then that can, you know, change the game as well. Yeah. But you've got to get fouls first, and you've got to get the free kick in the right kind of space for him as well.
1: Yep, and we're still waiting um, Swansea, October 2015, was his last free kick. But, yeah. Um, and what free kick? <laughs> uh, two free kicks, in fact, in that match. Um, yeah. Why can't we shoot? Well, we can. No, no, just that was
4: something.
3: Right direction.
2: Yeah that was something I mean I'm I'm in a few Brazilian groups out on the WhatsApp and that was the one thing that kept coming up yesterday why can we not shoot we need to take more shots um instead of trying to get into the box and weave it around the players that's when you lose the possession of the ball why don't we just take pop shots why don't we just keep well, Christian Eriksen did it twice yesterday he did a free yeah. he took a free kick pulled off a De Gea pulled off a great save and and then Eriksen pulled uh, had another shot from outside the box that was with some pace on it and De Gea again saved it
1: the the trouble is, I would say that there are two players that aren't shy about um, shooting from outside of the box. One of them, one of them, Son. He's quite he'll quite happily do that. The other one's Kane. And then after that, I'm scratching my head. Ericsson, we know, as you say, he he can do it. He's certainly capable of it. Um, we saw that, for example, against Gillingham earlier this season, or a yep. lesser lesser opposition. <laughs> but after that, you're scratching. You know, deli Ali. I don't think he scored any goals for us outside of the box. Um, he doesn't have a particularly fierce shot. Um, Dembele... He goal against
2: Palace last year was outside the box, wasn't it?
1: That was that cracking box. goal. Okay. I think it was just outside. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Um, Dembele is one that surprises me because you think he's got it in his armoury, but uh, he's... I love Dembele, but my biggest criticism of him is in that final third. I just think he holds on to the ball too much. Whereas I, that's why I like him playing in the position that he plays in front of the back four, um, starting moves off from there. Um, but yeah, that we do. Danny we Rose do, can
2: hit him We know. Danny Rose, we can, know hit Rose can hit them. Carl Walker can hit him as well. We know
1: Carl, that. Carl Walker I don't I don't, can hit them, but but they are yeah, there. But, but but there is a Walker particularly. I, I find sometimes he can be a bit tentative. um and yeah. we do we do try to play it too much in the final third and um, uh quite a lot of foreplay and not enough penetration. As somebody once said to me <laughs> um, that was a, well, a game that, that that was a game of football that wasn't um in any other context <laughs> by the way um, <laughs> uh, but t- talking of, sort of playing it out at the back so the other thing that um comes to mind and Greg you touched upon this earlier is playing it out playing it out of the back so we had a question from daniel primus at daniel primus one his twitter handle um conceding goals this season due to our own mistakes pissing about at the back inviting pressure when will we learn now um last week at swansea i was with john steggles who we've had on the pod a few times this season and we had a bit of a discussion about this so i've i've been critical of Larissa's kicking um and i'm still I, i still think his kicking could be improved um the point that John made to me was that you know quite often he's put into a situation um, by by our, by our defenders, where which then puts him under pressure and then forces him into a bad pass or a misplaced kick, and that's fine. But then it, I would say follows on from that is why are we doing that to ourselves? And, and I was of the opinion that we're trying to overplay it too much this season. Um, I've, I'm, I don't believe in long balls for the sake of long balls or playing I, and I do believe in bringing the ball out of the back I think that's 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 the right way to play football but I, I think there's a tendency for us to overplay this season and or maybe last season teams haven't caught on, onto that fact but now this season I think the games that come to mind were United yesterday West Ham as well there was another one that came recently where Chelsea t- Chelsea, where teams are pressing us. As soon as we do that, they're doing exactly what we did to Man City at home, and we're just not savvy enough to that. And we end end up trying to be too clever and too cute, and it just, it, it just as 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 Daniel says, it just invites that pressure. And I think we've got to change how we go go about things. Just mix it up a bit and not I take. I agree
2: with you on that. One. Yeah, I mean, but when you think about it as well, the fact that we that we haven't had Toby in our back four for two months um, correct me if I'm wrong but when we've got Dyer in the back four he's like a midfielder in, in defence
1: mm. and
2: he tries to play at the ball out a lot more than, than Toby does Toby's more direct
1: Toby's more direct and he seeks that that long long pass should I say not long ball long pass to for example um, Ali and he tried to do that a few times yesterday um, Greg exactly. you're
3: bat- Yeah, I was just going to say that I have no problem with him playing out from the back. No. Um, I mean, it's one of, one of Jan's strengths, isn't it, for Tom? One of his strengths, mm. that he, he, can, he can play football as well, you know, <laughs> not just stop other people playing football. Um, it, it just worries me the number of times it goes back to Loris, and worst of all, the number of times it's moved across the face of the goal, even, even inside our, our 18-yard area. I mean, you don't do that. I can't remember who it was it was some pundit said and it was some match last season or season before and they were talking about this and they were saying that this is suicide to do that because somebody has scored I don't even know if it was one of our games but the, but the pundit was saying one thing you're taught as a defender you don't pass across the front of your own goal and I'm sure I saw that yesterday I mean they, they've got to concentrate on getting it forward we're supposed to be playing the high pressing game not the not the low defending game or whatever you want to call it
1: what was noticeable about yesterday was um, we 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 didn't press them high up the pitch as, as you have just alluded to, and we we were we constantly. Uh, firstly, I don't, I don't think this isn't a great United team, and and United haven't had great teams for the last few seasons un, un, under seasons under Van Gaal and, and Moyes before that. Um, they're a shadow of the team that um, they had when or, or teams when they had Ferguson in charge. Um, so. Really, we shouldn't have gone there and lost that match. We should have gone there to win. If we came away with a draw, fine. But yeah. um, we allowed them. Well, they did their homework on us, and we allowed them to to, to come away with with three points. We, we were poor, I think. For, exactly. for me, For me, I think we were poor, and I think we invited too much pressure, and we were also very slow getting the ball forward. Um, and as you say, that, that high press was, was missing. Um United were
2: nothing special yesterday. There was nothing special about them at all yesterday. It just that we were poorer when it came when it came to our final distribution of the ball at the end.
3: That that I, for me, I, I, I was just gonna say I I think they had some sussed as well because he he wasn't given the freedom to to do his his nifty tricky stuff that he normally tries. So on um, whenever um, he tried, even when he tried to take a shot, there was somebody in the way. They were, you know, they were. They were closing him down. A,
1: Locked, yeah, yeah yeah we had a question from Connor Manetto in Chicago Illinois he says what do you or asked what do you think of Son's performance um,
2: yeah he was slow yesterday he wasn't his normal self
1: but how much of that do you think was it as Greg says was it them doing their homework on him or I think he was stifled
2: yeah they really closed it. They closed him down every time he got onto the ball you could, there was always one at least one player on him so they were always closing always closed him down they didn't let him get his balls towards Kane or out to to Rose or anything like that. He was really, really subdued because of, probably because of the May United homework.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't want to make excuses for, for us, but the referee, Bobby Madley, he was pretty, pretty poor. Um, there was just so many decisions where you just thought he bottled it. Uh, now, I know it's always been said that um, it needs to be said of Liverpool in the past, but going to um, going to Old Trafford and, and before that, in, when Liverpool were, were were dominating in in, in the eighties um, at Anfield, going to those places and getting a decision, winning a penalty, for example, it, it, it's always quite difficult. The, the, it's always said the, the, the crowd influences the referee. Now there might be an ele- element of truth in that. I don't know, but even so, a good referee shouldn't be swayed by by that by by the crowd. I don't know if Bobby Madley was swayed by the crowd or whether he's just a crap referee. Um I suspect it's the latter because we had we had one of the early podcasts that we did this season it was Tottenham um after the Tottenham Liverpool match, Bobby Madley was officiating that, that day and I remember talking on the pod with we had Bex and we had the Spurs poet Davy Elder on the pod and we were all quite critical of Bobby Madley. Um, quite apart from the fact that he's born in 1985 which makes him younger than me even though a lot younger than me even though he looks a lot older than me Um, and on that (laughs) that basis he shouldn't be allowed to officiate a game of football Um, but that's another story altogether Um, his record is quite poor so we've only ever won this might not count for anything we've only ever won one match Swansea away December 2014 that he was in charge right um, last season we drew against Stoke to Wall, who was in charge of that game, um, and then we played Leicester in the FA Cup, um, the home match he officiated, and, and we drew that. Obviously went into a replay, which which we, which we won. Um, this season he's been in charge of the Liverpool game. He was also in charge of the Leicester game, and then Man United, Man United as well. Which is that's three three matches he's been in charge of this season, which that can't in itself be right. Anyway, um, a total of fifteen yeah, in the Premier League. So a total of five matches he's been in charge over three seasons, um, and he's dished out fifteen yellow cards. None red.
3: I think there's a general problem with referees as well this this season, not just him. Um, I don't know if you listened to 606 podcast. I listened to it yesterday. I can't remember his name, but there was a, a retired uh, Premier League referee phoned in. And he was saying that so many of them now, they just see it as a, as a, a, a wage packet. They, they don't enjoy it. They don't do it um, because they enjoy it, because they, they, they like the football, etc. They just do it because they know they're going to get paid. Um, and the, the, there needs to be consistency I mean that shirt tug on Wanyama in the penalty box. That was a clear penalty. If it was the first or second game of the season, if you remember, I can't remember what matches they were, but there are two or three penalties given for shirt pulling like that. But yeah. that's it. They seem to have forgotten about that. And at the time, they were all saying, "Oh, it's a new, <coughs> it's a new um, initiative by the referees, etc." Well, they forgot it after two weeks. That was a nailed-on penalty. The Brazilian commentators. Thought so as well. I don't know about the English commentators because Gary Neville did as well. Yeah, Gary exactly. Neville did as well. Exactly. No, no wonder Wanyama looked so put out because it, and they closed in. You know, you could see it. It was a clear pull on him, and they seriously, something seriously got to be done about refereeing. The, the standard of referees was it spoiling well, the, the game.
2: Free, yeah, it definitely is. And, and the free kick that Pogba hit the hit the post with. That was a shirt tug. And you can see that yeah. Ali was really, um, really irate about the fact that we didn't get the penalty. Yet they gave a free kick for exactly the same thing. And um, what is th- what is it with this referee giving giving us ridiculous advantage when there was no advantage to be played? Yes. Mm. That's- that happened quite a lot so- yesterday. And unbelievable. I was getting, I was almost, almost through my phone. <laughs> I got so angry with him.
1: There You're right, overall there is something questionable about um, refereeing this season. I've lost count of the occasions where I've been at games and I just, you know, week after week just thinking it it doesn't matter who it is um, and and it's quite poor and to be honest in the past I didn't really pay much attention to who was refereeing a match. Um, Generally I wouldn't care who the referee was um, and uh, you know, I, I tend to stick up for them because I think they've got a difficult job to do. But this season, I'm, I'm just getting more and more frustrated at, at the lack of, and, and I'm more and more now conscious of who. Um, so Bobby Madley is one that certainly um, we've had problems with in, in the past. Um, so I've I've not seen this, but I've read that apparently um, Mourinho was calling us the best team in the Premier League after the match or um, was that before the match I think it was I after heard the it match was before the match was it before the match it was before yeah yeah question of mind game game affair must be
2: he tends to do that quite a lot about Spurs he's always respected us he's always said good things about us when he was at Chelsea he's always said good things about us and when we were I think when Harry Redknapp left um, he was one of the names that was batted about and he said the only reason why he wouldn't come to us was because he was Chelsea um, I really think that he respects us to be honest uh, he's, he's full of himself he's one of these managers that you really want to put your hands around his neck but um, if, he was your, if he was your manager I think you'd, you'd like him um, but he really, I think he really does actually respect Tottenham and where we're going in, in, in recent years where we've been going in recent years
3: I, I didn't see him say that, so I, I'm I i do not know much about it. Um, but the only thing I can think of is that maybe he was using it to g his own team up, saying, "Look, Spurs are the best team in the Premier League. You've got to raise your game to beat them." I don't know. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, he's the unfortunately he's the, the manager manager that's walked away with with the three points, and we've we've come back with with with, with, no, with nothing, um, which is. Which is frustrating, um, but if I'm if I'm totally honest, I don't think we deserved a great deal from that game. Um, it was very very frustrating watching it. Um, it was here as well. Just you know, I know football's a tendency for, for, for fans to look at what if scenarios. Um, there's always that temptation, and I know before the game, looking at the table and thinking. Um, particularly with City losing at the weekend um, that we could capitalise on that Um, we didn't Um, Annette Smith um, asks from from Glasgow asks will we ever get out of get out of fifth why do we never seem to capitalise to climb the table when we have the opportunity that seems to be a bit of a running theme with us over the years
3: I don't know because the thing is that we were playing Manchester United this week weren't we and it's it, it's not a uh, it's not an easy game. Not I mean the the cliche is there are no easy games in the Premier League. But Manchester United, especially, they're they're still like a, a, a big target, aren't they? Along with Chelsea, yeah. Manchester City. Well, Man United. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're Man United. If it, if we've been playing Hull on Sunday, then yeah, you could say we didn't capitalise. But. I think a lot of it depends who you're playing at the time. I'm sure there are times when we have capitalized when we've played what is on paper uh, a weaker team. But mm-hmm. Manchester United, even when they have a crap season, they're not a weaker team. They, there's there's something about them. They've got this aura about them anyway. You know, maybe not as strong nowadays, but they've still got an aura about them.
2: I think if you think about it as well, over the uh, sorry, Javi. No, um, go for it. Over the last couple of years we've always taken the place of a team that's underachieving um we took chelsea we, we had chelsea's place we've had liverpool's place um may place over the last couple of years uh we seem to be the team that takes the place of the underachievers um overtaking them so to speak um if you look over the last couple of years i mean we've been in third we've been in fourth we've been in fifth um we 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 are a team within the top the top six we're a top six side I wouldn't say right now we're a top three side, but our place is in that top six for sure. And yeah. with teams like Man United underachieving, um, we, as the old cliches, we need to capitalise on that. We really do. I
1: think that um, that that you I mean, yeah, we've got we've got to, to capital, capitalise capitalise on it. And, and you're absolutely right, Greg. If, for example, we if a Swansea match had been this week. Swansea at home that's a game we would have been expected to win comfortably um, I know many of us went, went went into the United match thinking we could go there and um, get a result some, some thought we'd lose some thought we'd, we'd draw you wouldn't have that um, ambiguity is not the right word you wouldn't have that it would be much more clear cut with with Swansea at home and th- those are the games where yeah if we have Swansea at home for example and we screwed it up then yes it would be a wasted opportunity but although by the same token if we want to compete with the big boys and compete for the title or finish in the top three top four then we do need to go to difficult places even if it's difficult on paper but you know even if it's not the United of before, before but they're still, still United we do need to win those matches because if it, I'm sure if it was Chelsea, for example, I know they're top of the table and, and firing on all cylinders, but I'm sure if it was them or if it was Leicester left, left City last season or, or any of the teams around us, I'm tempted not to say City because they're a bit Jekyll and Hyde, they would, they would approach these big games and if they need to get a result, they get a result. And I, I don't know if we've got that ruthless streak in us at the moment and by at the moment I don't mean over the course of the last 18 months that Pochettino's been doing re- really well um, and I, I just mean right literally right now these last few months we just seem to lack that cutting edge um, well the, the the thing is the new stadium is under construction and so are we
3: as, as a club as, and as a team we're under construction as well um, I think we've got to try and have some patience we can't expect miracles if we get to the point where we are on the same kind of footing as them and then we start screwing up then yeah we can complain more but at the moment we're still a work in, pro- in progress you know and, and potches is... Uh, I've, I've read various places that p- people have been criticising criticizing him this week you know and somebody even said that they saw a, a potch out I mean how stupid is that he's the best manager we've had for donkey's years, and he's got he's he's moving us forward he is okay it's not a high press it's a little slower press in terms of the club, but we're moving forward even this season I still feel like we're moving forward because we're learning we're learning all the time we can deal with with things
1: and it's a yeah and it's a young people forget it's a young squad, a young team Yes, there are yeah. a few a few older heads in Larice the Tongan. Dembele but otherwise it's generally quite young and then you've got the the the, the, the players that are starting to emerge this season, um, Winks um, hopefully Edwards, um, Carter Vickers the, the future does, does really look bright um, It
2: really does and I also think that if you look at the back uh, to the 90s, when we were in the 90s we were going through how many seasons of just fighting against relegation and fighting to, to stay afloat and stuff. And a bit, nowadays, bit we've got this luxury. Yeah, exactly. And now and now we're, we, we've got the luxury of complaining that we're not getting into the top four. I mean, as a Spurs fan, I'm so happy, so proud to see my team where it is after what Poch has done, after what Levy has been doing to the club as well. Uh, we can't take it away yeah. from him. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a massive Levy supporter. I back yes, him. And the fact that he's taken the club leaps and bounds. Champions League, in the 1990s, would you have thought we'd have had Champions League football or European football?
1: Never. No. And I mean, now I, that
2: we're in it regularly.
1: Yeah. I remember in the 90s looking at the table and thinking, so if we finish 7th, 8th, 7th, maybe, will that be enough to qualify in the Europa or the UEFA Cup as it was back then? You know, and how, how times yeah, and have changed. We're not going
2: to the Intertoto Cup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and yeah. You know, should we go for the Intertoto Cup this year? Maybe. Let's. We might be able to do that.
1: It's crazy. So we've come on leaps of bounds of the club. Um, talking of Europe, we'll, we'll discuss Europe in a minute. Um, uh, before we do, um, I should just mention, obviously, the last question was from, I just read out was from Annette Smith from from Glasgow, part of the Glasgow Spurs contingent. that were at the game yesterday. Um, just going to just gonna plug Annette and um, what she does. So Annette... Um, uh, she makes chocolates, and she's got a small business called Sugar Snap Chocolate and Confectionery. Um, they are—I have purchased her um, chocolates a few times before. In fact, I purchased a box yesterday, and they are very, very good chocolates. Um, so much so that I've got some here with me. This is going to make, not make great radio or great podcasting, but <laughs> I shall I shall, shall endeavour to eat a chocolate on air and tell you how <laughs> wonderful it is. So um, I've got a box here. Are you here. jealous,
3: Greg? <laughs> um, well,
1: yeah, yeah, I am a bit. <laughs> I actually feel quite guilty that um, I'm doing this because you're both in Brazil and, uh, uh, yeah... But then if i eat one it'll take away it'll take away the age it'll take away take away the guilt so we've got cherry ganache um with 75 percent tanzanarin and white zephyr chocolate so i'm going to try one of those so these are really good so annette's big spurs fan actually makes wonderful chocolate and that is divine <laughs> and that's really good
2: my mouth is watering at the other end of the line here
1: <laughs> so if you like chocolate, um, then look up. It's to a the way snap. of getting
3: it's a way of getting Java to shut up as well.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> Give him loads of chocolate. Everybody we... buy Java chocolates. That will make him happy.
1: I shouldn't talk. <laughs> I shouldn't talk with my mouth full. And there is a there is a rule for appearing on the podcast that you can't eat, but I've just broken that. Um, it's, it's all right, Greg. He's got the chocolate. We've got the sun. <laughs> that's true. true. Yeah. Um, Look up sugar snap chocolate and confectionery. Um, Annette's taking orders um, at the moment. There's lots of well, she's taking quite, quite a lot, lot of orders for, for Christmas, so she might be quite busy. But take a look at her website and um, uh, support a fellow fellow Spurs first fan. And if you don't, that's of course if you if you don't like chocolate, in which case that's fine. Um, there's obviously something wrong with you. Um, <laughs> right let's move it on from that um csk let's let's just briefly discuss that so we played csk last week um we went through we finally beat the wembley um jinx um and uh and we've got ghent ghent in the next round of the the europa um can't say a great deal about Ghent. Can either of you gentlemen enlighten me and tell me something it's about in Ghent? It's Belgium. It's in Belgium, right? It's in
3: Belgium. That's all I know. Um, I've been to Belgium a few times. Never been to Ghent. Don't know. Don't really know much about them. Um, Audrey Hepburn. Thought... Audrey Hepburn was from Belgium, so that's a good thing. Um,
2: that... And I actually made a big gaffe this morning of posting that we, we, we're we're going to play Genk instead of Ghent. I didn't even know Ghent was a team.
3: <laughs> yeah. What the thing is, it's close, isn't it? I mean, even if you go by by ferry, it's about four hours away, mm-hmm. I should think.
1: And to yeah, not it's that far an so, yeah. yeah, and you've got Eurostar. I was looking at Eurostar earlier this afternoon because I was trying to see how to get there and what the cheapest way to go would be. Um, I don't think I'll have any trouble getting there, but getting tickets for that match—it's um, only twenty thousand. The capacity. So the allocation of Spurs fans will get, will, allocation of Spurs fans will get will be particularly small. Yeah.
2: So got, about a thousand,
1: yeah. Uh, if we've got any season ticket holders, that are listeners to the podcast, and are in a position to apply, but don't want to go or maybe can't go because it's the middle of the week, it's on a Thursday, Thursday the sixteenth of Feb. Um, i'd quite like to go um so i'm, I'm after free, free 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 tickets so so if anybody can help how, out
3: how how to abuse your position on the podcast though eh? yeah. so if any, why anybody not? Can, could
2: swap, yeah. why not? I could swap. I could, swap box of chocolates swap a box I, of chocolates for a
1: ticket <laughs> I, I could do but i'm not um they're very good and i think i can, can see them by that by that point but yeah if, any, if anybody can help out but that, that'd be good um yeah, don't really know much more to say about Ghent. Um, uh, Tintin came from Belgium, didn't he? What's that, Hershey? Yeah. Still um, uh, uh, Artois. Stella Artois. Once. Stella Artois, yeah, Stella Artois I've been, is a Belgian beer. Been to Brussels once. Um, the good it. sprouts. Sorry. They got good sprouts out there. <laughs>
3: well, they've got very good beer. I've been to the Blankenburg uh, beer festival many moons ago. Uh, that that was great, excellent beer then. Um, Brussels, they've got the little pissed mannequin, who you think is a lot bigger than he is. He's only about six inches tall. It's so a waste of time going to see him really. Belgium is but what we, Belgium is, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, and we do have three Belgian players playing for us, don't we? Yeah.
1: Yes, of course. We've yeah. got
2: we've got our Bimbalay, we've got Vitonga, and we've got Toby. So. I'm actually quite looking forward to it, to be honest, seeing the boys go back home again and, and showing them how to play football.
1: OK, well, so that's going to be 16th of Feb and then the return leg at the lane is going to be the following Thursday, the 23rd, I've on the maths, right? Um, right, we've got two matches, two league matches next, back-to-back home games, um, Hull on Wednesday and then Burnley at home. Um, quick predictions for Sunday. these games. Sorry, it's on Sunday, Sunday isn't it? Sunday, Burnley Sunday. yeah. Burnley, yeah. yeah. Burnley on Burnley on Sunday, yeah.
2: Well, I'm actually going to go for for two games with a clean sheet and a few goals in both. I want to go. I'm going to go for a four nil against Hull and a three nil against Burnley. What better way Man. to come back from a defeat against Man United to thump the Lowly Boys? Are they both at
3: home? They're both at home.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Both at home. Okay. Um, I say three one against Hull. Uh, one of our old boys might score against us, you never know. Um, I don't want them to, but there is this hoodoo sometimes, isn't there? Burnley. Um, where are they in the league now, Burnley?
1: Somewhere I mean, in the bottom half. That, that's somewhere. somewhere in the <laughs> bottom
3: half? Yeah. <laughs> are they the ones that beat Liverpool?
1: I don't no, think that's, I don't that's Bournemouth.
3: All right. now No, I don't mean last week. I thought somebody... They beat somebody They early did. in the
1: they, season. They, 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 they did, you're right, you're absolutely right. They beat Liverpool very early on in the season. Yep. So I'm I'll, not... say, oh, yeah. I'll say just 2-0 really?
3: against them
1: then. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, Burnley don't have a good away record. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0 against them, and Hull City, they're in a bit of a mess, and I'm going to say 3-0 against them as well. Right, um, second half of the podcast, we'll, we'll do some more questions. Um... Uh, before then, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update.
4: Hello, people. to Bex. So, ladies, this week played on Sunday in the quarterfinals of the FA Women's Premier League Cup. They played Crystal Palace, and that was at Chesson, at two o'clock kickoff Sunday afternoon. Strolled out a nice little four-one winners, so that puts them through to the semi-finals. First goal was scored by Nikita winner in 14 seconds. So any of the lads want to A, try scoring, or B, try and beat that, then that would be very welcome. Bianca Baptiste got one, as did Wendy Martin. Next game is Sunday, the 18th of December. That is, again, at Chesson with a two o'clock kickoff, and that's against Portsmouth Ladies. That's another league match, which would be good for the girls to um, see if they can maintain their unbeaten run and top of the league status. Did I mention to everybody that they are unbeaten? In all competitions. So, they are very much riding high at the moment. Unbeaten. Top of the league. It's great. So, to emphasise the fact that the girls are doing so well at the moment. Karen Hills, the manager, got a Manager of the Month Award for the North and South Divisions from... Oh, for God's sake, from the FA Women's Premier League. Uh, Karen said, it's an absolute honour, but this award is all about the team and the fantastic staff around me. We're all together and determined to maintain the standards we've set so far this season. So, well done for Karen, because that's a really good thing to have. Very exciting that the Premier League are pushing this out to the women's game. It's going to give Karen and the girls a lot of encouragement. Like I've said before, they're all over Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, telling everybody how good they are. Definitely go and have a look, please. Thanks. Anyway, that's me for this week. Any snags, questions, whinges, complaints, I am on Twitter at Bunches Or you can contact me via the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast page. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.
1: Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast. Before we do some more questions from listeners, um, Terry, you've um, you've recently set up a Spurs Facebook group, um, international, yes, international THFC. Now, there are obviously lots of lots of um various spurs facebook groups about um and you know all of which are well, some some are quite good um some <laughs> less 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 said about better um <laughs> so you've created a new group international thfc um i'm well you you're the main ad, admin or the, or the group i'm an admin on the group um greg you are as well annette who we mentioned earlier um, she is too. We've, we've got um, a small yeah, team. We've got Vakins. Sharon as well. Yeah. small
2: team. Jason. Yeah. Uh, it's a... Uh, the group I created, just because, I mean, I'm out in Brazil and uh, I wanted to unite the, the Tottenham around the world, to be honest. I've got a few Brazilian um, friends out here who support Spurs, and they speak English as well. And I thought, why not try to get them involved in a group where... Um the backbone of the group is obviously the English guys giving out the information, sharing their knowledge. But also you got you got um a few uh foreign guys in the in the in the group as well. And to my surprise, the group just exploded. We've kind of we've hit two thousand members in just over six weeks. And um with that we've got Brazilians, we've got Americans, we've got Africans, Asians, people from Europe, and obviously you've got your your English guys. Um, so I had to create um, an admin team that can handle that kind of um, that kind of boom of, of members in, in a short period of time. Um, it's not easy work, but it, it's fun. And like the back, the the, the the whole idea of this group is to to have fun in the group. I don't like fight, the in-house fighting between Spurs fans. It's not good. To, for foreigners to see that happening with, um, with with the good old Spurs, with the the supporters that we've got, we've got a great bunch of supporters. We are obviously I'm going to be a bit biased, but in my opinion, we had the best support in the country. Yeah. We always follow the, the, the boys away from home, and you can always see this hear the, the Spurs boys singing. And I wanted to get that across to the foreigners as well. And and with that, we created the, the a Twitter account and an Instagram account as well.
1: Okay, so how can one follow us on on or follow international thfc on Twitter? What's we'll, we'll the what's the Twitter handle?
2: Twitter is at int underscore thfc, um, and on Instagram it's at international underscore thfc. It's very simple. Get following. Um, usually for, for the for the Instagram it's matchday. Um, Lineups, um, information about cup draws and pictures of players that come through the, 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 the social media. We like to put that on, onto the Instagram. And Twitter is just basically chatting and um, communicating with the, with other groups around the world and getting information from them and passing that information onto the group mm-hmm. in, in Facebook.
1: Um, and we've got, what, 2,000? Two, two thousand two thousand plus members at the moment? Yeah, two thousand plus members, which is pretty amazing in a short space of time. Um, but,
2: it's beyond anything I had. I had my. my I was focusing on maybe two, three hundred people um, with the help with with a few with a few friends and 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 um, obviously other people enjoying the group and passing it, um, inviting their friends into the group as well. The group has just blown. It's just. Ex- it's grown so quickly it was beyond any 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 dreams that i I had of the group growing this quick to be honest Mm.
1: and what you said earlier also about the fact that you know we don't don't want any sort of fighting in-house or people calling each other names now i know that that i suppose goes without saying um yeah but it's also, for me, football should be about creating an environment, you know, you want an environment that that's enjoyable, that you're, you know, whether that's watching a match or chatting with fans in a pub or going to a game, football's essentially, you know, it's it's an entertaining sport, it's something f- following a particular team, it's your passion um, and it should be an enjoy- yeah, like- enjoyable experience um, and... And essentially, that, that's 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 what, what 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 we want in the group. Um, we want people to be able to come together from, I guess, wherever they are in the world to
2: exactly. To... I mean, I wanted the I wanted the foreign guys, the the, the international supporters, to see exactly how a, a, a native supporter supports their team. Um, they get it from me, but it can be a bit biased coming from one person, like especially in the Brazilian groups. I mean, they they only hear what I've got to say, but when they see other people saying the same thing as me. It kind of backs up what i say and they can really appreciate um the club a lot more
1: cool okay um let's let's finish off with some questions um so zach Casnola from weymouth asks what is missing where are we not quite clicking um and just to follow on f- from that nick seal from Norfolk says, what's missing this year compared to last season? Effectively, it's the same sort of thing.
2: It's a good question. I don't really know what's missing. There's, there is that one thing missing, but I can't put my finger on it. Really can't put... Maybe a, 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 another a striker who who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, I feel sorry for Jansen. He seems, unfortunately, falling into the same category as Soldado, which I didn't want to say. Um, but the more that we, time goes on, the, the, the more of us, it's, it's, it's appearing for us. We need, a, we need another striker who can back up Kane because Kane obviously is human. He suffers injuries like he did. Um, the only player that took the opportunity while Kane was away was Son. He was, man of, it was played, a, played a month in September. Um, but I think a really strong support guy for, for Kane if he's out
1: or off, uh, on an off day. Um, so I mean, having both Kane and and, and Alvaro, Toby out for as long as um, they were out, it's it's going to have an impact. And we 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 have the luxury of having them. Pre- well, I think Toby was never present in the league last season, and I, and I think so was Kane. Um, so that that's going to have an impact. We know um, what what I keep hearing from from Tottenham fans is we don't have that creativity. We're we're lacking a bit of pace. In the final thirds blah 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 but it's the same set of players we weren't it's, saying yeah. that last season so what's changed what's different i know um,
2: greg will agree with me with this is that we miss Lamella.
1: yeah
3: <laughs> definitely definitely agree on that i was just going to say um i think we're missing the element of surprise if we're missing anything it's the element of surprise People didn't expect us to be quite as good as we were last season. This season, they've got higher expectations. They are expecting us to be as good as, as we were and they are kind of adapting their games to uh, to allow for it. I mean, the injuries, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, there's another question later on from, from Jay. I'm, I'm doing your job now, Jeff, sorry about this. From Jay, at, <laughs> me name Jay. It looks like me named Jay. Uh,
1: I'll go back to eating chocolate. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> go uh, for it, he, Greg.
0: Well, he t- asked, "What um, do you
3: think our drop in form is caused by? By in comparison to last season?" And I would agree with what you said. It's, it's critical injuries, injuries to critical yeah. players. I mean, Lamella is out. He is highly, highly, highly important. There are still some people who don't understand, but he is absolutely critical. <laughs> to our team to the high press we had toby out Toby is critical to our defense harry kane was out he's critical to our attack that is that isn't what so much what's missing that's what's happened that's affected our form this season miss what's missing as i said i think is the element of surprise and as terry was just about to say i mean everybody knows i'm a big lamella fan i have been from the start but i mean without him we're we're really really lacking I mean he's he's so conspicuous by his absence um, he's so important in initiating and maintaining the pressing game. Uh, he's creative he threads passes through defenses like he's threading a needle and as we all know he's a he can be a violent little sod as well
2: <laughs> you know he's, he's tenacious. To-
3: he is his attack dog and we don't have our attack dog at the moment and we're missing it. Yeah.
2: But I'm not also another thing how many points were we off the top this time last year um before Christmas because I know we're 10 points off the top this time with half the team with, with, with our main players that were out. Um our players are coming back. Our players are back and obviously hopefully hopefully we can kick into gear and and, and close the gap but I don't know how many points we wore away I, from the top. I think it might have been.
1: Year. I think it might have been seven, and and then it was falling down to five, and and so forth. So I, I think we. I think we were in a probably. I'll, I'll have. To, I'll have to check a bit later, but I think it was. I think we we're in roughly the same position, fifth in the table, but we, we weren't ten points behind. It was probably more seven, and then we put a run together and we moved up to. It might have been four, four, third by the new by the new year, and then. Obviously, we got even closer by the end of Feb. Yeah. Or, um... I mean, I,
2: I, everyone said last year, Leicester can't hold on to that um, the way they were doing it. And they, they did. Um, but I'd like to think that Chelsea can't hold on to where they're playing. I mean, eight games. And there's also now talk of them losing points because of the fight that they had against City. Uh, I read that it was it's it's something like, because um, they've had five fights in, in 19 months, they're going to lose points. That can that hopefully that plays an effect on them as well. Um, we know that yeah. Arsenal are up the top there, but we're still there. We're still there or thereabouts. I mean, after having all these injuries that we've had, I'm not feeling down about it. I'm not feeling disappointed. I'm really not. I'm actually it's the opposite. I th- I really think that we could um, kick on a gear now and and
1: yeah. These next yeah. two
2: games we've got at home are, are vital. They're vital. We need to score goals. We need to win
1: well. Going to go into Christmas on a high. I think ten point, ten points isn't at this stage of the season. Ten points is and, and sat ten points behind the fifth on the table isn't that bad. I'd rather us be seven points, for example, you know, or, or, or four or or, or, or or whatever. But you know, it just requires <laughs> us to to win these next next two home matches, and then we've got two away games, which won't be easy. Southampton away, Watford away. If we win all four matches. All four of these games and get twelve points, and let's just say of the same periods. It's a big if, and I know now I'm start, starting to do that thing I said earlier where you start to look ahead and you know that sort of yeah, what if scenario. Yeah, but if and it's quite conceivable if we won those four matches, if we're perfectly capable of doing that with players coming back, um, and Chelsea lost one. I don't know who I haven't looked at that fixture, but they lost one of their four. And they've got a simple run until Christmas. They've got Bournemouth.
2: They... They've got Hull as well. Yeah, they've got some easy games.
1: Right, but one of those—the uh, irony is—one of those games, one of those so-called easy games—is probably where you know where they're least expecting it. That's where they'll, they'll drop a point, so or a few yeah, points. Sure. So if, if if they happen to just lose one of them and drew the other, they would—if I've done the maths correctly—and if we won off all our four matches, we'd only be not ten points but five points behind when we when we yeah. play them. If we beat them at the lane. Suddenly, difference. you're two, two points behind. So, you know, uh, uh, football's a funny old game, and there's a, there's a lot, <laughs> lot of lot of football to be played this season. Um, just going back to the question, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Wanyama. I think he's he's done really well for us this season. I think the way he just breaks up play is good, and I think he's I think he's a lot better on the ball than people give him credit. But I would like to see Dyer come back because I think die gives us that bit of composure. In mid- yeah. midfield, I don't think that Wanyama. D- he's he's got this, bull in a china shop mentality about him. Um, I, I just think that Dai is a bit more composed, and I think that he can. He's also got that ability to, you know, as well as obviously, the understanding with with Dembélé from last season. He's got that ability to drop back, yeah,
2: um,
1: and and make it back free with um, with Vertonghen and. Um, and Toby, he did that quite often last season. So I'd, I'd, I'd love us to just be, a, be in a position where we've got everybody fit. L- Lamella is key, as you said, and um, being, you know, be at the point where we can play our, our strongest from l- last season on a regular basis. Because that's the other thing we haven't had this season. I don't know the amount of time Pochettino has been able to play um, the same team um, in consecutive yeah. league matches um right let, let's move it on um thank you greg by the way for for reading that question um, Sorry about did, that. did 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 it did no, no no it did enable me to eat another chocolate um which was which was good um could, could, can i can i just quickly
3: name check uh, david thornell because he's the one who inspired my positive rant on Lamella just then one of he he had a question about lamella and um <laughs> he's kind of question got me going
1: <laughs> yeah Missing the creativity of, 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 <laughs> of, of and work rate of Lamella. And it doesn't take, take much to get you going about Lamella, does it, Greg? Right, um, moving on. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but I might not... Apologies if I don't read everybody's question. We will try to endeavour to read as many as possible. Um, Rob Cracksford, Harry Kane, discuss. Um, was he playing? If no, put someone on who cares. Well... We don't really have any other options on the bench. I mean, Janssen was injured.
3: Exactly.
1: Um, and Kundu came on. He was lively. Um, that in itself is is a bit of a question why Pochettino doesn't play him as, as often as he does. Um, I, I don't think Kane had a good, good game, but did he really get the service yesterday?
2: He, he had an off game. He's human. I mean, he... he... Since he's been back, he's scored how many goals? He's got ridiculous amount of goals in, in a short seven number of games six, and seven and six. I mean, he's yeah, been on top form since he's come back. He's had one off game and everyone's on it uh, and people are on his back. Um, I saw I saw some comments. I don't know if they were tongue in cheek, but it, I didn't even reply back just to not get into any, any 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 arguments. But people were saying we need drop him, drop him for the next game. Play who are you going to play up front? Play Jansen up front? Yeah. I, it, it was a one off. He'll, he'll be back ankle. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Exactly, he'll be back on Wednesday. He'll score
1: goals on Wednesday. And I think he scored what five or six in the last three matches or something like that. He, he, he scored, scored against Woolwich on his return. Okay, albeit a penalty, he scored two against West Ham. Um, he scored against Swansea. Swansea. Yeah,
2: yeah. So he scored against. He scored
1: against CSKA. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, no, for me. Um, okay, another question from from Connor Manetto in Chicago. Um, Asked, looking at recent transfer rumours, which players do you think we are most at risk of losing? Do you see any Spurs? Uh, do you see Spurs spending any money during the winter win- window? Um, and another question also from. At bubble three three four one seven zero. Oh. If we miss top four, if we miss out on top four, who, if anyone, do you think will leave the club? Hugo, possibly.
2: I can see that being the only player that could be leaving, if anybody, because I mean, like they've they've sold, they've signed new contracts and stuff. Obviously, nowadays contracts are not worth the paper they're printed on because there's so many um, getting out clauses. It's unbelievable. But the fact that they've signed contracts shows us their, their, their intentions. The only player that hasn't done so yet is Loris. Um, so, thinking about... I don't think anyone's going to go in the transfer window in January. I can't see anyone leaving. Um, for me, the January transfer window is ridiculous because all the prices are inflated. You want a player, you need a player. They know you need a player, so they're going to boost the price up. I've heard that we're, we're going to go for Isco. Um, I heard that in, in in the summer. I'm hearing it again now. And also um, Hernandez for um, the little P for Leverkusen. Chiquito, yeah. Chiquitito. exactly. Are they? Would they sell him? They're in the Champions League. Would they sell him? And would he what? be cup-tied in Europe if he came to us?
1: And why would he? Not being disrespectful here, but why would he want to come to Spurs if Leverkusen are in the Champions League? Exactly. Um, and they're not, I don't, as far as I know, Leverkusen's finances are okay. They don't need to. Sell him for financial reasons. Um, can't see that one happening. And and as you said, the, the January January the January transfer window, it's prices are over inflated. You've also got the um, players being cup tieds. Um, yeah. It, the January window works very well for clubs fighting relegation because they can find somebody who's out of favour or a bargain player who can come in. Um, be a quick fix and maybe keep them up. But if you look historically over over the years, if you look at the teams that are ch- either challenging for the league or, or um, you know top five, top six, challenging for for, for, for the Champions League, um, there have been very few good signings in that per- period. Period. Um, Liverpool signed Suarez a few years ago during the ch- during the January window. I don't think they qual- qualified for the top four that particular We season. signed Defoe. Yes, going back a few years, so
2: Yeah. But I mean I, I, if they, if there's anybody in the in the English Premier League that I would bring in at risk saying um if you say to the player that you know you're gonna be behind Kane in the like first team opportunities, coming back from injuries take a take a dig at, um at Sturridge maybe. But would Liverpool sell him?
1: No, and they wouldn't sell him to us. Um, exactly
3: Greg are you a- in th- I think I think if somebody suddenly becomes available kind of like a surprise not Christmas package but a January package um, I mean like we never thought we'd get Van Der Vaart and he suddenly became available didn't he and we, we grabbed him mm. um, that's the only scenario I can see us <laughs> actually buying anybody um, somebody leaving maybe Tom Carroll yeah, that's the one I. That's mean, the one I He's the he's, I had. He's a forgotten man now, isn't he? But I'm yeah. sure he could do a bloody good job for some of the teams
1: fighting relegation. Uh, he's the only one that, of the players that are currently playing for us. Obviously, we we've loaned out Fazio, and I don't expect he'll return or anything. <laughs> but um, of the players, the current first team players, I c- the only one that I can see and. People talked about Kevin Vimmer earlier this season. I can't see Kevin Vimmer going anywhere. This no, season. no, mate. We need him. maybe. we need we him. We need him absolutely. He might go in the summer because he's frustrated by that point. Um, but I don't. I can't see him going during during the season. Um, players like Carter, Vickers, and Edwards. Pochettino likes them, and um, I don't think in the past, previous top managers, um, if they've had good. Um, Young players, they've tended to loan them out to um, clubs in the lower leagues to get them, so, so they get some first team action. Pochettino is quite the opposite. If if there's a player he likes, um, he will have them train with the with the squad and and he'll give them op- opportunities where and where that's possible. So, Winks, for example, this season, um, yeah. uh, the ones that have generally been loaned out. They're pretty much they, their careers over. Again. Um, Carol, I can't see his. I can't see that will get many opportunities at the moment. He's he's playing second fiddle to Winks, amongst yeah. others. Um, so he's the one that I could I could see going. Um, as for the second question from um, we had on Twitter, um, I'm not even going to contemplate that possibility that we'll finish outside the top four. Example. No. So, Stay Potts. Sorry, I can't see that. Yeah. Right. Uh, we just mentioned Harry Winks, David Fornell, um, Harry Winks. Disgust. He looked one of the brighter, brighter players out of um, out of the disappointing game that we had yesterday.
3: Well, he's he's he's. De- I think he's a, definitely a stayer. I don't think he's going to be looking to go anywhere, and I don't think Potts is going to look to him going anywhere. He's got a good career coming for him and hopefully the majority of it will be at Tottenham. I mean, he's... What was it? That last game, he he had the highest uh, pass success rate of anyone on, on, on the pitch. Um, and, and he's a new boy. He's a new boy, isn't he? He's an academy boy. He's a new boy. So, um, I think he's... You know, he's, he's going to be a, a, a great not a great player for us but he's going to be a good player I mean I, I was misusing the word great there I mean great is Jimmy <laughs> Greaves and uh, Glenn Hoddle and that kind of thing I was I was using it in more of a, he's going to be a great player Well he's going to be a great player You know, he's going to be a very <laughs> very going,
1: useful player isn't
3: he yeah exactly he's going to be he's going to be a very useful player thank you, thank you Terry
1: <laughs> we've got lots of games coming thick and fast at the moment um, Hull, Hull in the middle of the week do you think he'll do you think Pochettino will, will start him? I know that Dembele went off with a slight knock.
3: I should think so.
2: If it, yeah, I don't think... If he doesn't start him on Wednesday, he'll start him on Sunday. He'll it, start him in one of the two games we've got this week, I think.
3: Yeah. It's gone past the stage of experimenting with Harry Wings. It's now a case of feels that you can trust him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well okay, last few questions. Bex, our own Bex. United fans booing their own player while he is warming up. Never mind the abuse they gave Rose. So this was the, the booing of Marouane Fellaini. Um, never mind the abuse they gave Rose. Are they the most classless bunch of twats ever?
2: No, I'll give that I'll give that, that crown to the Chelsea fans, to be honest. They're not as classless as, as Chelsea, but they're close. I think <laughs>
3: they're, they're classless players, their own formula. players, yeah.
2: Yeah. You don't beat your own players, not when they're warming up. I'm sorry, I don't, know. I don't care how much you you got to get behind the boys. Okay, he's gonna get, he might get time on the pitch, and if he's feeling that pressure from the home fans already, he's not gonna perform, and it'll just get even worse.
1: Okay, so um, yeah, I, I I I agree in terms of um, when I, when I looked at this question first, I was a bit surprised because. Um, most classless twats. I mean, surely, you know, as you say, Chelsea fans or, or West Ham. You know, there are lots West of Man. lots of lots of other fans more more deserving of that title. Um, but to boo your own player, that's pretty shocking. Now, I, the funny thing was, uh, you know, I was at Old Trafford yesterday, but I, could, I didn't actually. I didn't. I didn't hear them boo. Boo. Um, I didn't he- hear them boo f- f- Fellaini, and there's a very good reason for that. Because our fans our array fans were making a lot of noise, so any anything any noise that came from the united fan, fans I wouldn't have been able to hear and i've got to say that their fans um it's not it's quite unfortunately common with a lot of um, grounds that I've been to um, their fans were pretty poor throughout the whole match. they were really quiet um occasionally you could hear united um and then <laughs> and then right at the very end of the match um uh there was a few chances right at the very end and i mean you know injury time when they're about to blow the whistle and they know they've won the match they they were pretty pissed full um well i was actually watching it a...
2: sorry sorry to interrupt
1: uh. I was just, i was just going to say that it's just just disappointing you know given it's what 76,000 capacity what three thousand say traveling Spurs fans? So seventy odd thousand United fans, and nothing.
2: Nothing. I mean, um, my wife was watching the game with me yesterday, and she said to me, "Are you? Are we playing at home?" I said, "What?" I asked why. It was a strange question from her to me. Because I thought she knew where Wild, how Wild Heart Lane looks She went. All I can hear are the Spurs fans singing. You can hear that on the TV. You can hear that on Sky Sports, and it's. Uh, so much credit to the to the away travellers, to, to the to the Spurs fans that went to the game yesterday, because you showed United how to how to support your team.
3: Well, United fans call City fans the noisy neighbours, don't they? So maybe it's because United are the quiet neighbours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I've, I've got to say um, <laughs> City aren't much better. Um, Richard Healy, I thought that was the coach. I thought that was Sissoko's best shift in our colours. After a shaky pull start to a Spurs career, what exactly are we expecting him to do to have his first season not deemed a mistake? And as a follow-up from that, Ali Hassan says, Sissoko's cameo may have earned him a starting berth for the next game. What do you think? I think
3: fair enough. I think he, it possibly was, well, it was his best game in a Spurs shirt. I think what maybe what's happened is that Pochettino has had a word with him, uh, sprinkled some magic pixie dust on him or something. Whatever he, whatever he sprinkled over Dembele, and maybe he suddenly realised that he is quite a quite a unit, as they like to say. He's, he's quite a strong guy. He's starting to, in this game, anyway. He he started using his strength. He was he was using his guile, and he was actually. He was actually looking for the ball, as opposed to his normal game, is to wait for it to be passed to him. I think I think the magic pixie dust has done it.
2: Well, I actually thought it was going to go down the box in the second half when he went in and he, he, he took on Carrick and I don't remember who the other defender was, um, but the other, he got past one defender and then Carrick came in. But if he'd have gone down um, to the first challenge, it was it was strong. He stood he stood his ground like a player yeah. should do. If he'd have gone down like nowadays players, uh, players of of, of nowadays, um, he, he would have won a penalty for us for sure. Not
3: with that referee. Yeah, <laughs> if,
2: it was, if it was Mike Dean, maybe if it was Mike Dean.
1: Yeah. I think. All right. So dealing with the second question first. Um, I think that for I'd like to see I'd like to see Sissoko in central midfield and not on the right wing um, but i can't unfortunately see that happening at the moment um and as we said earlier if dembele isn't fully fit then I suspect winks will come in for him and play alongside either either Wanyama or Dyer. um should would Sissoko play where Pochettino tends to play him further up the pitch? Um, who would who would give way? Possibly possibly after Deli's performance um, yesterday. Um, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think any one of Son, Ericsson or Deli are playing well, or, cons- or at least consistently well enough to warrant... Um, an automatic place in, in the team and if you go back to earlier this season there was a long stretch of games just prior to Sissoko's suspension where Pochettino was playing him regularly for better or worse so I think Pochettino knows there is a player there and there certainly is, he's got the ability, um, he just he, he he has been shaking in, in one or two games and I think we, we touched upon this I think on last week's pod. Um, you know he's not really had much of a preseason. How fit is he? That sort of thing. So there are probably reasons, mitigating reasons, to, to uh, explain why maybe he's not been at his very best. But we've got lots of games thick and fast in this period, as I said. So I'm sure he will. If he doesn't start on on um, on Wednesday, then I, I I suspect he'll feature at some point um, in the next few games. Um, First part of the question, or first first question that we actually had from Richard Healy on this, on his first career. What exactly are we expecting him to do to have his first season not be deemed a mistake? I think he just needs to play well and do it consistently. Really, yeah. I don't think he needs. I don't think he needs to um, strike a ball from thirty yards and score a wonder goal or a rabona or, or or whatever. He just needs to show to fans on a consistent basis that he's not out strolling on the pitch and he's actually working hard and he's putting in a shift and I think as soon as fans see that they always say it to a player
2: yeah sure show do what he do for us what he did for France in the uh, Euro Cup Mm. we need to see that form before we signed him against um when when he was at Newcastle the Newcastle fans hated him at the end and I don't wanna see that with our fans. I don't wanna get us I don't want us to to be booing players when they when they're warming up or or they know that he's gonna come on the pitch and not get behind him because the players are there for us to get behind no matter no matter what really. I mean I'm not a I'm not a kind of fan that will go, Yeah, but we need to do uh, we need to be happy, we need to be pleased with everything. No, of course it's not gonna happen. Of course, you're going to be disappointed with your players. You're going to be angry at the team because they lost to a team at home when they should have beaten them or they drew a game. It frustrates me like the rest of them. But we need players like Sissoko showing that he's there for the long run. He's there to play for Spurs, to play for the lily white, to play for the cock on his chest.
3: Yeah, if they show they care, that's the thing. You need, they need to show they care. I mean, going back exactly. to Lamella. I mean, Lamella, you can see he cares. I mean, Harry Kane's recent goals, not the recent ones, of course, Lamella's injured. But there was a there was a video of, of some goals, Harry Kane's goals. And most of them, the first one there celebrating and leaping about was Lamella. The fans know Lamella cares now. So they, they, they've taken to him. The same will happen to Sissoko. If he shows that he cares, then he'll turn the fans around.
1: Definitely. Okay, final question a um, regular one that we ask um, from Nick Seal um, if you could be any Spurs player, past or present who would you be? Um, and Greg, I know you've answered this one last week so yeah. it's over to you Terry I saw my name next to that one <laughs> it's a really really tough
2: question but I would have to be Gazza, I'd love to know what's going through that brain of his when he was playing for us he was a genius. He was crazy. He was just one of them players that you just wanted to be him when you were, when you were on the uh, in the park playing football, taking him free kicks, scoring that wonder goal against Arsenal. I just, mm. I would love to have been Gaza. Obviously, not the Gazza of now, which is sad and and unfortunate, but the Gaza of old.
1: Okey-doke. um one thing we didn't mention which wasn't on the running order but it suddenly occurred to me um the FA cup draw was made last um last monday and we've got villa villa in the third round in gen- january very quickly thoughts on that
2: at home against Aston Villa i'd go for a win i'd play some of the um not a full team of reserves because that's really disrespectful but i'll put i'll have a mixture of, of um first teamers and um, backup players.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree. Mix and match. Um, I'd like to be able to say what Fergie used to say about us. Um, I would like to say, well, it's only Villa, but you never know. The FA Cup is like that, isn't it? I mean, the, you get strange games come out of the come out of the, the, the hat. Um, exactly. I think I think a, a mix and match should beat them. Um, how are they doing in 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 uh, in the championship now? Night they, tenth?
1: They... Yeah, they weren't doing very well initially with Di yeah. Matteo as manager. They've got Steve Bruce in, who um, I'm not a big fan of. Steve Bruce, but there's one thing that he's good at is is getting teams promoted into the top flight, um, and um, they seem to be doing better with him in charge. But it's certainly one on paper. Um, at home, we should be more than capable of winning my only concern about the FA Cup is um, Pochettino doesn't have a very good record both with us and Southampton I I hope he takes it seriously because it it would be nice Um, well, let me rephrase that Um, I'm sure he does take it seriously Um, I'm not inferring that he doesn't but (laughs) I hope that I hope that we go much further in it dare I say all the way um it would be nice yeah. it would be nice we haven't won that trophy in now 25 years it be 26 1991 yeah yeah What well, a long long time ago that was um so it would be it would be nice if we could if we could do that um and we've worked out how how to win at Wembley which is good <laughs> oh, sorry. Exactly. That, that, that should that should step, stand us good stead if we get to the cup final. Um, right, Greg, thank you as ever. You're welcome, mate. Enjoyed it. Terry, thank you for thank you for making your debut. Thank you very much for asking me. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problems. Right, um, I'm off to eat some more chocolate. Um, as ever, the future's bright. The future's lily li- white. Good night.
0: I'm on So bloody slow, you are the first team The last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain It's had its loads of nights. we fought our team through thick and thin And all those boring nights And when the game is done We'll sing a song and talk it out Oh day. Green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The name's are up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out over her